We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was just a pleasure to be able to be in a place with owners like the Hunt family. Uh, yeah. We never wanted for anything uh, as much as I probably assume that the Chiefs players never want for anything now that's a class act family. And uh, as you know, Mike and Jeff, not a lot of organizations out there like the Chiefs. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. We are back. Welcome to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. We have an incredibly special episode today because we got two, two Chiefs legends in the building. Nine-year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion, Jeff Allen, as always. Big Jeff, what's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey listen, man, we got three. We got three on the screen right now. Well, and then we have three Chiefs legends. You know, you got yeah. you, Mike DeVito. Don't sell yeah. yourself short. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Excited to have Hicks on the show, man. I want to hear some stories. Oh, Tell me all well, the embarrassing stuff you know about Mike. I need to hear it. Yeah, and he does. He's got a whole bunch of good stuff. We got my brother. What are, You are top five Chiefs uh, leaders in, in total sacks, uh, Chiefs legend, 12 years in the game, and somebody that I have a ton of respect for because I came in as a rookie uh, with you on that defensive line in New York. Um, so we got my brother, Eric Hicks. Hicksy, what's up, brother? Thank you so what's, much for coming on, man. How you doing? What's up, Mike? What's up, Jeff? It's uh, good to be here, man. Just battling this heat in Kansas City. Uh, oh. Got a little heat wave going, 100 degrees today, temperature-wise. So uh, trying to stay inside as much as I can. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like out there. I'm, I'm up here in northern Maine, and it's, it's friggin' 90 degrees. So I can't imagine what you guys are dealing with. Uh, but man, we got all kinds of exciting stuff to talk about today. Big Jeff, before we get into it, let's talk about our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies. Jeff, yes, sir. 
remind us again, what's on the docket? What is uh, Cookie Society got coming out this month? Man, man, it's a big month. We have peanut butter and jelly on the menu, lemon sugar, um, cinnamon roll, cosmic brownie. I mean, the list goes on. I'm sure I'm missing a few of them. Um, but check out the website, www.cookiesociety.com. Follow us on all social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Look oh, at that. Dunker Roos right there. You got the email. I got you. That's marketing. Email, right? email is always coming in. Get that's that's, phone, that's marketing. That's marketing for you. And we have cookie butter. I just saw it on the screen. So the check stuff. us out. Check us out. It's going to be a good month. Don't forget about the merch. Best t-shirts in the game. Mike can attest to that. So Best check us out, man. Hands down. All right. Let's get into it, guys. Hixie. Listen, I uh, was so excited. I've been bothering you for, I don't know, years now to come on the pod, and I couldn't wait to talk to you. Our careers, obviously, I came in when you were leaving, but um, we're similar in the sense that we spent most of, most of our time on two, two of the same teams, right, with New York and Kansas City. And I came in as a rookie uh, in 2007 with the Jets, and that was, uh, you know, you were, you were just signed there as a veteran. Um, and I remember when I first came in and I'm coming in as a, uh, you know, as this young kid out of, uh, out of college thinking, Hey, this is, these are my teammates and, you know, we're going to, we're going to get after it and, and all this stuff and not realizing what the NFL was like. And I remember sitting next to you in OTAs and we hadn't even met yet. And I said, all right, everybody's told me to, to ask the veterans questions to get their, get their wisdom and stuff. And so I was like, Hey, Hixie, what do you think of this? And I remember you looked at me like this. And you just look back, right? You you totally just ignored what I was. You were like, "Get out of here! I don't want nothing to do with this rookie." Uh, so, but but then come into the season, you you really took me under your wing and helped me out through that uh, difficult year in New York in 2007. Um, but we'll we'll get into that. But I want to talk first about your time in in Kansas City. Obviously, you spent most of your years there, um, and top five in all-time sacks. I mean, when you look at who's been, who's played for Kansas City, that's really saying something. Um, so I want to go back all the way to your rookie year, Hixie, 1998. You're coming into training camp. Talk me through, man. What's it like being a rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs in 1998? Well, that year we had a very interesting team. We had uh, a lot of veterans. Uh, it was Marty Schottenheimer's team his uh, last year in Kansas City. Um, I honestly don't know how I survived that year. With the with the amount of characters that we had on our team, um, it it was a an eclectic group to say the to say the least. Um, you know, we had people like Dale Carter, who was one of the wildest defensive backs ever to play in the NFL. We had Chester McLaughlin, Les, Leslie O'Neill, Warren Moon. Had a lot of uh, a lot of legendary guys on that team, but uh, it it was fun. It was fun to be able to be starstruck for a while when I got there. And then finally kind of settle into my role, realizing that Starstruck's not going to get you anything but cut. But, uh, you know, I was able to uh, admire their their personalities and their style of play, uh, you know, a little bit up close. And there's some, some things you take from them and some things you don't take from them. But uh, it was a very exciting year. I'm, I'm curious, Eric. So when, uh, when we played in the Jets that, that year in 2007 – that was the hardest training camp of my career, that 2007 Eric Mangini training camp in New York. What did, what did that – now, and obviously, as my career went on, the, the rules changed. You can only have one practice a day and yada, yada, yada. And so things got easier just by the structure of it. Um, 
But what did that what did that training camp compare? How did that compare to the training camps you had in Kansas City, specifically that rookie? I'm, like, I'm curious. Like, was that as hard or as I thought it was, or was it just me being a rookie? No, it was difficult, and you can remember how hot it was in Hempstead that summer. Um, and you know, we wore black shoes and black spat and and all that, and feel like your your feet are melting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a hard one. Um, I'll bring in a second. I'll bring up which one I thought was harder, but. Yes, you're right. My rookie year training camp was very hard. I played five preseason games. Uh, we were in camp for like seven. Uh, we, we went to Japan. We uh, went to Norman, Oklahoma to play. And it almost seemed like that was never going to end. And I thought I was going to die until until Dick Vermeil's first training camp. <laughs> <laughs> And if, for anybody who's ever seen the movie Invincible, it it was like that, but with better high quality video. <laughs> it, it was flat brutal, and I love Coach. I love Coach Vermeil. I'm going to see him get inducted in the Hall of Fame this week. But um, that first training camp he put on was uh, a sight to behold. I I can't even imagine. I mean. If that was harder than Mangini's 2007 camp, I, I, I don't even know how, how you made it. I remember I got done with that camp, and, and I hadn't seen my dad for the month that we were there. And he saw me, my, and I remember him saying, what happened to you? Like, the first time he saw me after that month of training camp near, he's like, you, you look terrible. Like, you, you're <laughs> dying, man. We got to get you to the hospital. Uh, yeah, that camp, that camp was so hard. So I can't even imagine what it was like with Dick Vermeil. Talk, talk me through that, Hicksy. You, not, not the camp so much, but playing for those legendary coaches. I mean, you played with Schottenheimer, Vermeil, Edwards. Uh, uh, talk to me about sort of the different coaching styles that you experienced in Kansas City and what, you know, how those differed, how they were the same, uh, what that was like. Because you played with some legends for some legends. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's exciting times. Um, I got to compete and be taught by some of the most influential members in the history of the NFL. Uh, my first year with Marty Schottenheimer was great. Marty was a players coach. Um, he set everything up for the players to be successful. He was always approachable. He was approachable to rookie guys like me. He was approachable to the last guy on the roster age-wise. Um, and Marty rest his soul was quite an inspiration, not only to the football team, but the city of Kansas City, because he had been there so long. And uh, I honestly hope he makes the uh, Hall of Fame. Having not, won yeah. a super, having not won a Super Bowl is holding him back, but you can see the success with the other teams that, that he had. So um, that was a great experience. Uh, you're right, I also, I also played for Dick Vermeil for five years, and uh, I've never known a sense of family like that. Um, you know, my family growing up wasn't all that tight or all that um, affectionate with each other. But honestly, Coach Vermeil taught me how to be affectionate. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Our whole team was so strong that uh, we thought we could we thought we could line up and face anything as long as we were together. Uh, it was exciting. All the guys bought in. Like I said, he had to weed some guys out. Um, when he when he got there, some of the the turds as we call them, but uh, but uh, 
he did it. And, uh, you know, I'm so proud of him. I'm so thankful to him. He changed my life, obviously, in a, in a lot of different ways. But uh, him and his wife, Carol, are two of the best people on earth. They're very salt of the earth, I would say. Uh, man, I, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm in awe hearing all these stories and everything. And, and it was great to hear you talk about, you know, coach, you know, making you more, more vulnerable and to say that's that's what great leaders do. But what I want to know is what was it like playing with Will Shields? That's one of my all time favorite players. I grew up playing offensive line. He called my name at the draft. What was it like playing with a Hall of Fame guy like that? Well, I was in uh, my whole career in Kansas City with Will. Uh, it's it's almost undescribable the level of talent he has, but what trumps that is the type of man he is. Um, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had, uh, one of the best friends I've ever had. Uh, if there was a word I would say with Will, it was consistent. And Will wasn't one of those fall-out-of-bed guys and uh, just go play football. He worked at his craft, he worked at his craft tire tirelessly. Um, and he went up against some of the best three techniques in the history of football during his era, and he more than held his own. He's a Hall of Famer, obviously, and uh, a, a good man, like I said. But Will will let you beat – in pass protection, he'll let you beat yourself, and then he'll make his move. He's not a – an overly aggressive guy waits for you to come to him and then he finishes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might think I got this guy right now, but you must not have watched film because there's not too many guys getting back there. Definitely. That That's a really interesting point because, you know, I, I was able to spend some time around Will, both in Kansas City and in New York, and not when he was playing, just as a coach. And he just – he doesn't have that demeanor of like a sort of mauler, nasty – uh, offensive lineman. He has that sort of, like you could tell he was a technician just from the way he carries himself, his personality. Uh, you could tell he's a great person. Um, uh, but it's just interesting to hear you say that because that's what I was going to, I wanted to follow up and ask what type of player, you know, he was like, what made him so great. We were talking about um, uh, Mitchell Swartz before we hopped on and how he's sort of cut from that same mold, right? Where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, these guys, uh, didn't have to be aggressive. Didn't have to be these big nasty maulers. They just they just knew how to play the game so well. They were so smart. Technique was so great. And like you said, they make you beat yourself. Um, with that in mind, who I, I've always been curious to ask you this, Eric. Who was the most difficult offensive lineman you had to play against? One against the Chiefs, you know, in practice while your time there, and then two in the NFL in general. Who were the you know most difficult guys you had to go against? Well, the guy I went the the longest against. Um was from the Raiders and uh, a guy named Lincoln Kennedy. And I'm, I'm sure all you guys uh, remember him. 360-pound mm -hmm. mother. Uh, <laughs> and having to play them twice a year, just tossing around that weight uh, and handling his sheer size made him uh, very difficult for me. Um, now, I won mine. He won his. And I think we would have mutual respect for each other at the end of the day uh, if we ever had the chance to meet up again. But uh, he was probably my most difficult because I saw him twice a year. Um, and he was a really good player. Now, uh, all time in the NFL, um, I'd have to say probably uh, a guy named Kyle Turley. Mm -hmm. uh, Kyle mm -hmm. Turley played for the, the Rams and the Chiefs. Yeah. And, but he might have had a couple other teams in there. But um, he was such a technician as a right tackle. Uh, he was very hard to beat, very hard to beat. Um, and 
yeah, that's what I have to say about. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How about in Kansas City? How about, you know, going against the Chiefs in training camp? Uh, who are the most, you know, who is one of the most difficult Chiefs that you had to face? Well, I mean, that's hands down Willie Rofe, who was our, okay. our, our left tackle. Uh, now, I played on the left side, meaning I went against the right tackle quite a bit. But um, Willie would also always ask me in camp, he'd be like, Hicks, man, I need you to rush on me. I need to get a good uh, rush from a big guy uh, before I feel comfortable uh this is before the the jared allen days so um so you know we didn't have a a a player on the other end uh quite with that ability so he would always want me to give him some work to get ready for the uh beginning of the season that's that's really an honor when you have a guy like that saying hey come over here and, and get me ready i mean that's uh that is pretty impressive Gosh, I have so many questions for you, Hixie, and I, I and Jeff. Forgive me if I'm. I keep cutting you off. Uh, no, man. Listen, I'm 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 a spectator today, man. I, I'm I'm uh, glad to sit, learn, and listen and listen to y'all stories and y'all experiences. Obviously, I'm a younger guy compared well, to y'all, but it's always good to soak up knowledge. Yeah, no, I mean it was. Uh, I learned so much from you, Hixie. I, I want to go back. I'm bouncing all over the place, but one thing I'm interested in is. You know, you had the career of a first-round draft pick. I mean, you're one of the best pass rushers to ever play the game. Um, uh, but you came in as an undrafted free agent. And uh, that's that's really interesting to make that, you know, to, and, and really incredible to be able to come in as an undrafted guy and go down as one of the best pass rushers ever. So well, I'm curious, what did it take uh, – to, and oh, and another important point along these same lines is when you look at the game back then, the game that you played in. I mean, Hixie, we can talk about this later, but you probably would have had double the number of sacks that you had uh, back then that you, if you played now, given how much people throw the football. I mean, it was a run league back then. But sorry, so I'm just curious in '98, what did it take to make the team as an undrafted free agent? Oh, boy, uh, a little bit of luck. Uh, that's yeah. definitely a, a big a driving factor. In, making any NFL roster. Um, I wasn't shy when I first came in as a undrafted free agent. Most guys would just be, I'm happy to be here. Oh, I made the team. I'm happy to be here. I finally got a, this, this big check and all that. Um, a number of people brought me along and would sit with me late in the evenings in uh, River Falls. Um, yeah. Were you in River Falls, Mike? No, Jeff, we were in uh... – St. Joseph. 
St. Joseph, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. We were at the University of Wisconsin River Falls <laughs> right. for our training camp. And um, people like Derek Thomas and Leslie O'Neill and Chester McLaughlin uh, would sit with me after our night meetings were over and watch film with me. And they mm -hmm. said they did that because they thought I had some potential. So they're paying it forward, essentially. They didn't use those words. But, um, you know, just the confidence it, it built in me from having those veterans not latch on to me, but obviously help me in a, in a, a tremendous way, that really propelled me. Um, and I was always the hardest running guy in practice. Uh, I went both ways. I played offense, uh, played tight end when we had to go against our defense. And on defense, obviously, I went against the offense. So, uh, you know, the old saying in the NFL, the more you can do. Right. So I was able to build up a little bit of a wall around me because I tried to do everything that they asked me to do and do it to the best of my ability. And that's not hard. Yeah. Uh, something to the best of your ability is a, a personal choice. So right. uh, I, I decided to, um, you know, hop on that train. And, you know, 10 years later, it was all over. Yeah. Right, we talk about um, – just your mental makeup in your early life. I saw you from PA. Yes. And when a lot of folks think about football culture, they talk about Texas. They talk about California and Ohio, some of these other states. But people don't know there's some tough motherfuckers from Pennsylvania. You yeah. talk about, you know, Pennsylvania and the football culture there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I grew up in western Pennsylvania uh, in Erie, right on Lake Erie. Uh, and that's a smaller town. We didn't have the, we didn't have the football acumen that, people downstate had but if you go into the nfl hall of fame today and you want to see where the majority of the hall of fame quarterbacks came from it was western pennsylvania yeah um uh, you know there's there's a long line can't list them all today but there's a long line of hall of fame quarterbacks from western pennsylvania it's it's kind of eerie uh no pun intended but uh <laughs> it, it's kind of eerie to see, uh, you know, what was in the water down there uh, for the, all these rocket arm quarterbacks uh, to come out. Now, in Pennsylvania, uh, we have the Big 33, which we usually play against Texas, which is the uh, high school all-star game. And, you know, there are some big-time players that yeah. play in that game. Um, I would include Pennsylvania, honestly, Jeff, if, if I could, in your um, – in your Florida, Texas, California. No, they're 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 in my list. I know what PA brings. I play with a lot of PA guys throughout yeah. my career. So, but for some reason, when, when people are bringing it up now, they talk about Texas and Cali, and I'm like, you gotta throw PA in there. They they yeah. still got some guys. So, um, I just wanted to bring that up. Has it changed, Dixie? Since has it is it still the sort of uh, I'm, I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, but we just we suck. But is it so? We we have nothing to. Uh, when it comes to football, that's not the uh, that's not what you think of when you think of Cape Cod. But what uh, has the culture in PA changed? I mean, I, I remember I, I'm I just was reading uh, Mike Westoff, our special teams coach, his uh, biography that he or autobiography that just came out, and he was talking growing up in PA and how you know just how tough it was. He got in the fights and everything was really you know that sort of blue collar, hardworking uh, um, uh, community, and how that lended itself to obviously really good football. Uh, has it changed since? I mean, is it is it different now? And Jeff, this is for you too. I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, yeah. Is it still what it was back then? Uh, I would say it has changed. Um, gone are the days in Western Pennsylvania and in Downrange, Pennsylvania, 
the steel mills are gone. Yeah. You know, coal production has not been what it what it is. I don't mean to get into a micro and macro economics discussion here, but um, but uh, I believe it's changed. Uh, and obviously, I haven't lived there for well since I the day I went to Maryland. Um, but you know, I. I would say this last generation, the, the boomer generation, is the last uh, generation that uh, backbreaking work and built that strong work ethic. And as you guys know, kids just don't have that that day, uh, these days. And uh, you know, a lot of parents didn't grow up in that that tougher environment. Some did, but uh, some did not. So I would say that 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 would affect um, the level of competition and quality of player that you have. Yeah. 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 No question. Jeff and I have talked about that, you know, Jeff, your upbringing and then, uh, you know, mine having uh, parents from Brooklyn and grandparents from Italy, uh, uh, how that, you know, that upbringing really plays a big role. Uh, So just, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, Going back to your time in in Kansas City, Eric, what were you know on this show? We love to talk about different stories and things that we uh, went through as players. Give us some of your sort of favorite stories in Kansas City, specifically training camp. I mean, I bet you you had some really cool uh, stories. You talk about just learning from Derek Thomas and what that was like. I mean, what what were some of the things that stand out to you when you think back to your time in, in KC? Uh, I would say kind of hectic at the beginning, uh, having Marty Schottenheimer for one year, then having Gunther Cunningham for two, rest his soul. Um, you know, I feel like my career really didn't – I had some success before Coach Vermeil got there, but when Coach Vermeil got there, I really started to excel and get um, fairly dominant at what I was doing. And I was a left end. I was a run playing end, like you, you mentioned before. Um and most teams ran right because they're right-handed. So right. I got a, I got a lot of business uh, over there, and and business was booming. I, I, I held myself, you know, pretty well. Um, but, you know, I've had uh, great experiences, like I said, with Derek Thomas, Leslie O'Neill, Warren Moon, uh, guys like that, uh, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, we, we really just had a tight-knit family. And like I said earlier and when we started talking, uh, you know, I didn't have all of that growing up, yeah. and uh, I didn't know um, that a man could love me unconditionally, and that's what Coach Vermeil does. You know, he still calls me and calls his his quote unquote guys. You know, once every week, two weeks, and uh, I, I kind of liken it to Camelot in a way, just the way it was kind of romanticized, but it was also kind of like Ocean's Eleven you know, getting the, the gang together for one last heist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was just a pleasure to be able to be in a place with owners like the Hunt family. Uh, yeah. We never wanted for anything uh, as much as I probably assume that the Chiefs players never want for anything. Now that's a class act family. And uh, as you know, Mike and Jeff, not a lot of organizations out there like the Chiefs. No. Uh, and the Chiefs will be firm, and they'll let you go if they need to, but they do it with class, yeah. and uh, everything they do is with class. So, um, you know, it was it was a remarkable time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really true. I mean, Jeff, we've talked about this, the sort of 
you know, Alan, the equipment manager, always brings that sign, right, and puts it, whether it be a training camp or whether we're, we're uh, playing preseason game, regular season game, it's always on the wall in the locker room. It says, come in as teammates, leave as a family. Yeah, yep. And, uh, man, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I, you know, I can still text Andy Reid and, and uh, you know, he'll check in on me and the coaching staff and the players that were there. And I spent most of my time in New York and I love the coaches there and the players there as well. But they're just, there did it's seem. It's not the same relationship. No, even the community, <laughs> right, Hixie? I mean, even the community in Kansas City, uh, just, they, it was, they were so behind us all the time. It didn't matter what was going on. Like, you knew the community had our back. The organization had our back. Uh, the hunts. Um, yeah, really, really a special place. Um, yeah, so, Hixie, before we let you go, man, just let's talk about the team this year. Uh, what do you what do you like about this team going into 2022? What are some of the things you see, some of the things you don't like? I mean, give us sort of the Hixie rundown of the, the current Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I thought the Tyreek Hill move was good, um, that they allowed him to be traded to Miami. Um, there's only so many people you can give that big of a slice of the, the cap to. And, uh, you know, we, we got back a pretty good haul for uh, sending him over there. We wish him nothing but the best. I hope he kind of shuts his mouth a little bit about this accuracy and quarterback type. <laughs> which, which is, you don't believe him? You don't believe him, Hickson? No, I no. Hey, get you get, get you a friend that lies for you like Tyreek is lying for Tua right now. <laughs> I thought that was good, you know, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster and a couple other guys um, was an excellent move. Obviously, Orlando Brown reported the training camp yesterday. So, um, he's the kind of guy – I played against his dad. Uh, oh, yeah. On senior, Zeus, as they called him. But uh, Zeus Jr., is a big man. So if he was just going to try to show up and play at the beginning of the season, uh, it probably wouldn't have worked out too well. So good on him for reporting and signing this franchise uh, tender. Obviously we got the, the main dog back there and Patrick, and I think he's only progressing and getting better and better and better um, with the tutelage from uh, Andy Reed. Uh, I like what we uh, did on defense uh, with the signing of Carlos Dunlap, who's been a, a good player in this league. And uh, hopefully the the uh, linebackers will continue to grow. That's a young group. Secondary is still a young group. They've been together for a while now, but they're still only in their fourth year, fourth, fifth year. Um, but they've made some big-time plays and some big-time games now. You're talking, what, four AFC championships now in a row? Um, that's a, that, that, that says volumes for their, for their uh, football acumen. So yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, it's going to be a tough season. All the prognosticators are for years trying to put the Chiefs down, but I don't see it happening. No. Uh, it's not going to be a perfect season, but I, I anticipate us to be ready to go uh, when all the dust settles. Yeah, if only Mahomes was as accurate as Tua, we, we would really have everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Hixie, listen, before I let you go, I got to tell you, I love you, and uh, I'm grateful for you, and I wouldn't have had the career in the NFL that I had without you um, taking me under your wing and uh, going out of your way to make sure that uh, I was learning the game. And, uh, uh, you know, I know this is a Chiefs podcast, so I stayed away from a lot of the Jeff stuff, but uh, I could give story after story of you uh, having my back and helping me through that really tough season, and that was the foundation of my career. So, uh, I love you, and I'm grateful for you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Big Jeff, as always, thank you, brother. And uh, 
Chiefs Kingdom. We will be back next week. More training camp, more all the good stuff, talking about the players. We finally got the pads on. I'm fired up. Look, I get the camo hat. I got my <laughs> training camp shirt. I'm fired up. So we'll be back next week to talk more Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Pixie, Jeff, love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Go ahead, Chiefs Kingdom. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Go Chiefs. Thank you.